Welcome back, welcome back to Fanboys and a Filthy Casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. We are once again on Zoom because turns out that um, we were wrong. Pandemic's not over yet. <laughs> and uh, just to be safe. No, actually, no. Um, Lewis is getting his elective surgery. Um, his his lips needed some work, and um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's not true. Um, Harold actually is. I don't know. I, I can't. What, what kind of surgery can Harold have in this in this story? Uh, calf surgery because he Ooh. skips leg day. Ooh, just hey, how dare you? <laughs> I never skip leg day. Actually, <laughs> to, just to be the usual douchey person that I am. Uh, I my calves have been kind of uh, sore for the past few months, so I bought a calf massager. <laughs> and it is literally the greatest worst thing I've ever bought in 2021. Is it really? Because it feels like an anaconda is squeezing your legs. Yikes! And, you're, dude. and you can't tap out, so you just gotta take it. As long as you're just using it for your leg, it's you're good. I didn't say which leg, right? Oh, let's move forward. Uh, I thought I—I I, I honestly thought Harold was going to say my legs are tired from carrying the show. Oh, no, no, that's my back. That would be his back. Oh, that's your back. Oh, that's yes, your your back. back. You're right. My back bad. would be hurting. And Louis, thank you for that. Um, so today we're going to be uh, beginning our 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 day the way we always do with uh, a little bit of poopery. Um, and uh, the poopery is a kind of continuation of what we were talking about in the last episode. Because last episode, uh, if you remember, Lewis uh, was really excited because way too excited, way too excited. That's true. <laughs> because we were about to go do something we haven't done in a long time: take showers. Um, but, <laughs> oh wait, that's that's me. Never mind. <laughs> Together look, though, right? Turns out. Oh yeah. Uh, right. a, a, a real quick tangent. Turns out, like, I am doing what the celebrities are doing right now. Okay. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Oh, my. You're just way ahead of the curve. Yeah. Follicles, uh, you know, skincare. Why do you think I still have a full head of hair right now? Uh, you know, uh, all I'm saying with that haircut of mine, it looks pretty good. Dude, we yeah. have lost track of what we're talking about in this episode. <laughs> um, our, our, our listeners. Most likely have tuned us out already just because. But we are going to go and, and go a little bit more personal because, um, like I said, Poopery today is from uh, is uh, because of our trip. We all decided that as friends, uh, we decided we were going to go to Vegas. Um, and I have to tell you, it was, you know, what, what goes on in Vegas usually stays in Vegas. But because we are a uh, podcast, we decided to uh, spill the beans. Um, of what exactly happened? So, um, who wants to start first? Um, what was uh, what was your um, Vegas experience like? And of course, we kind of have to like edit some stuff out because you know we still need jobs. Yeah, since I know we uh, we didn't get the non-disclosure or whatever agreements with the rest of the guys, so they'll just be like anonymous at this point. Yes. Um, personally, dude. So uh, on a personal note, this is one of the first trips. It's it's. Uh, it's a couple of firsts for me. So like during the pandemic, yes, I did take some smaller local trips with my family to San Diego, 
um, Arrowhead, uh, but with, that's just like with my immediate family. And you know, if you fo- if you follow us or if you know me personally, um, I am you know fully vaccinated. Thankfully, I took advantage and I followed the science and I took advantage of the opportunities that we have. And you know, this is the first time in a long while that I've been out with you guys. We're just dudes for an entire weekend. I think the last time it's just us, you know, us three plus other guys. Uh, was a trip for Dennis's birthday a few years ago up the river, up the river um, for white water rafting. So, you know, this was a, a, a not, that's not a euphemism. He's actually, <laughs> we went to the river. <laughs> there were banjos. It was weird. Um, but yeah, you know, it was great. And, and not to mention, it was also our, my first time back in Las Vegas. And uh, uh, I think two, two and a half years since my, uh, my son turned 21, uh, you know, before the pandemic. So I was really hype. Uh, obviously, if you listen to the last episode, I really was excited for the trip. Um, for 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 those reasons and like uh you know like i think it, for uh, lack of a better term i think it was um uh it was released it was cathartic knowing that we were gonna go like and just have like a fun uh weekend um with uh i love my kids and i love my wife but no you know not having to worry about uh who's watching the kids and making sure that they're not uh, running off in the pool or running off in the in the in in, in the uh, casino floor so yeah dude like it was a lot of fun uh to be perfectly honest um exhausting but hella fun i think we'll get into the de- or i don't know if we'll get into details but yeah we'll, we'll leave it at that for me uh for, for that for now maybe uh h you can talk about where we stay dude <laughs> i loved it for the for, for you know smoking everything dude <laughs> um yeah so the last time i went to vegas was literally weeks before the country shut down um and the last time I had gone there, I had gone with my buddies to this random casino off the strip called the Silverton. And the reason I dug it was A, I won some money there. But B, it was connected to a Bass Pro Shop. And, you know, one, okay, people don't really know one of our, our traditions before we go to the river is we go to this other, the sister, com- uh, sister company, I guess, uh, but also owned by the same people of Bass Pro Shops called Cabela's. And the past two times that we've done our river trips, our, our dude river trips, um, we go to the Cabela's because they have this, the crazy, it's like a giant hunting store. And for uh, those of us who are city domesticated boys, um, it's just always interesting to see stuff like that over there. And um, honestly, because it's kind of the fad now that the Bass Pro Shops clothing line is actually kind of cool again. So Last year, when I went with my buddies, I was like, dude, I'm buying all these Bass Pro Shops hats. I was excited to see if there were more colors this year. Uh, apparently, no. They did the they went the opposite way, and they only had either the dark blue, which I is the one that I purchased, or the, what the one that I called the MAGA hat, which is the red one with white lettering on it. So um, we don't mean to offend anybody here, but uh, people like me don't really support the MAGA lifestyle. So I was not going to purchased that in any way to go there so i when dennis was like we talked about this literally just a few weeks ago this is probably one of the fastest like hey we're doing a trip and all of a sudden everybody said yeah we're going that we've done in a long time and just a few weeks ago dennis and i were talking and he's like yeah dude we should go to vegas because i'm going to vegas it's not that expensive and just for like you know for the heck of it i checked to see how much a suite at the silverton casino was going to be and i was like okay, this is relatively very like uh, manageable. 
especially because there was six of us. And I was like, yeah, if we do like the regular uh, six room that fits like four to six people, it's like 500 bucks for a night. Um, this thing with taxes and everything cost me a little over $300. And I was like, dude, I'm down. And then when we got in there, I realized that we had gotten into the smoking section rooms and apparently they haven't aired those bad boys out in since Bugsy Malone was out there <laughs> or the cast of Casino was still developing casinos out in the other side of uh, Las Vegas. Uh, it was pretty bad smell wise. Luckily for us, we were able to get barbecue and kind of kill the smell for just a little bit. And the fact is, we didn't really spend as much time in the room as we could have. But we did spend way too much time in the room than I was expecting because uh, after our first activity, which we'll talk about later, um, it was a little, it was apparently too much activity for everybody else because they <laughs> also 40 year olds, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the youngest person <laughs> there just turned 40 a couple of days before we went there, like a week before we went. So yeah, six 40 year olds partying it up hard in Vegas and apparently too much too soon. And by the time it was about 7.30, no, by the time it was 8 o'clock, uh, everybody had taken a nap, except for me. And I used all of my powers not to be that guy and just disappear and gamble, because I had already done that a couple of times, but not, not like the usual lengths to which I gambled before. So, um, yeah, just stayed in the room, uh, woke up Dennis because he looked like he was going to fall out of his chair <laughs> and made everybody else watch Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> Because that's how long we were there sleeping. Now, uh, real quick, just to kind of emphasize something. Uh, I swear I saw a cockroach trying to uh, walk through the door and it died of old age. Like its lungs exploded um, as it went inside our, uh, our, our room. It was, it was that bad. Like it, it, it just, it just like, it just decided to give up in life. Um, it, it was, I, I got to tell you, it was, it was fun. Um, it was really great. Um, I don't know if I'd go back there again because I think I, I, I would spend way too much time at um, the Bass Pro Shop, which surprisingly was bigger than the actual casino. Of, uh, of Yeah, uh, that was weird, right? It was, it was amazing. Like um, Harold kind of used the term um, a hunting store. Um, literally, if you, you want to hunt something in the, on the ground, in the air, or in the sea, there's a way for you to hunt something in that store. It, it was amazing. Um, I, I, I wish we, I, I, I should have spent more time there. Um, but at the same time, thank God I didn't spend more time there because I think I would have bought like um, a lot more stuff if, uh, if, if, if uh, I had that opportunity. Um, now, real quick, I'm trying to remember the, like Harold, Harold was saying, like the activity. Um, aside from eating, what were other uh, other activities that we did? We did one activity. I, I forget already. We, we don't have one activity <laughs> to remember, man. I, I think we were all we were all under the influence of the uh, heat. I'm gonna yeah. call it that. It was super call hot, it the heat. Dude. It was and, very hot, so we and, could not. And, and I think I, I and think that's I, all I'm the saying. Nicotine, kind of like uh, for the the nicotine from that 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 uh, that room. Kind of like got me a, a little uh, flustered. What did we do? Yeah, I know we walked we around played... downtown. Yes, but before that, we went to Top Golf. My first oh, yeah. time. I think half of the crews, uh, half of the, the the group's first time at Top Golf out in Vegas. One of the like, I guess the I don't know, hipster, the cool place where all the cool kids go to uh, 
to hang out, drink, and pay overpriced uh, uh, barbecue and beers. But um, as I mentioned, I think the funniest part was, yeah, everybody was, um, I'm going to go ahead and say exhausted and uh, overheated. Because like Dennis premised, we all have jobs and we should not be sharing what we did. Um, so, yeah, I think most of us were just trying not to die off of the ledge at the uh, at, at top golf, dudes. I'm going to say because of the fact that it was 115 degrees in the shade oh, in Lord, Vegas. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even um, remember, dude. And the fact is we had to hit a really high bill at top golf. Like I'd seen these guys drink before, but I have never seen these guys drink that much. <laughs> in that quick of a time in that kind of heat because those guys these guys went for it <laughs> and the thing is we didn't even reach the um the, the no no the, um, like so for, for our audience you know um in order for us to get the reservation uh lewis had the genius idea and i'm not saying that in a uh, in a bad way i actually thought it was a great idea at, at least beforehand a few nights before that um i was i remember complaining to you guys that um, you know, we were going to run out of, uh, you know, food really quickly. We're going to have, we're going to be overspending because uh, we're going to, you know, like the taco platter was like, you know, $150 or something like that. I'm like, dude, that's uh, where we're going to end up paying more than what we wanted to. And the opposite happened at a certain point. We had like 20 minutes left. You're like, what else can we get? What else we can, what else can yeah. we buy? What, what else can we get? What else can we get? To the point where the waitress ended up like getting us like, Gatorade, like a, a bunch of Gatorade, a bunch of waters, uh, overpriced waters, just so that we could like justify reaching. Yeah, we could hit that. Uh, we could hit that threshold, <laughs> bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> Which she's was, probably, you know, she's probably honestly, looking at us like, "Here you go, weak sauce." Just like, here you damn poor bastards. I know, but it, it's just water. funny because it's funny because as much as we were like this is dumb that we spent all this money. Like at night when I was like dehydrated and I was like, those waters and Powerade came in the clutch, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> you're right. dude. <laughs> was, like when we got back from our fourth meal or whatever the hell we decided for that day, maybe the fifth meal, like it was already, well, at least me, Lewis and my brother-in-law, when we got back to the room, it was like almost four o'clock in the morning. Sorry, everybody listening. We can still party. Um, but Everybody else was passed out already. And I was like, dude, I am exhausted, not tired. I'm just thirsty. And I was like, oh, giant bottles of water that we paid $10 a bottle for. <laughs> but I was like, I know. So, I mean, it, you know, what's funny is like we talk, we, we so obviously we have our other podcast or our offshoot podcast called uh, The Dorkiest Timeline. And Chris is part of that. And one of the things she had wanted for us was to, to create a Vegas mix and then add some of the K-pop stuff that she had uh, suggested to us. Cause that would have been a fun, like little, uh, you know, uh, added uh, part of our trip. But what happened is we never really listened to any songs because the six of us had pretty much known each other for over 20 years, at least for, for all six of us. And there wasn't really much time for music listening because we held the conversation as funny as it was for the people in the front to not hear the people in the back sometimes or vice versa. And, but we held whole conversations for the entire ride over there. And I don't know what you guys did the way back because I fell asleep because I didn't sleep pretty much all weekend. (laughs) And I was like, I I knocked out from Vegas to state line. I think it took us like an hour and a half just to get there, which is pretty bad. Um, But 
that kind of goes to show the the kind of friendship that the six of us have together where we didn't need to depend too much on not being not interacting with each other we're very obviously very comfortable um i was looking at it and i was like literally we've all been like in some form of group or another we've all been there for each other's bachelor parties we've all been part of each other's weddings and we're all still part of each other's lives so having that kind of friendship for 20 plus years and still treating it like it's a brand new friendship because obviously like um besides the three of us who talk daily the rest of us don't communicate as much with each other and it's not it's just a thing you know everybody grows up everybody all does their thing uh, everybody has their own families so it's not like we're all depending on each other to to take care of each other or to look after each other but it's nice to know that deep in the background we'll always have that connection with each other so when we do get back together and we have those conversations again it rekindles so a lot of our memories from the first part of the ride there was like hey do you guys remember when and it was like a lot of everything that we've all done together and some things that we didn't even remember we brought up names that some of the dudes haven't heard since we graduated from college almost 20 years ago and it was crazy just it's it's just so just insane to me that friendships like ours have been able to be maintained for so long Oh. Yeah, no, that's a that's I know. Oh, that's sure. good. Um, uh, uh, me personally, dude, and I, I think um, I, I think Carol premised it last week that we we're gonna like needle our one uh, consistent listener because I'm gonna talk about her husband for a quick minute and her brother-in-law. Because to be honest, like so, uh, it's her unlike, brother. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, brother and her husband. But um, you know, as much as you know, Dennis and Harold like have these great connections with everybody in that that, that awesome party over there. Like, I really love that it, it took. And this is like a great opportunity for me to really get to know the rest of the people that I didn't actually get to know. Like the six, the three of us. Um, you know, we've been spending way more time with each other than probably uh, healthy. But Agreed. you know, uh, spending the you're right. way, way too <laughs> like, much time. <laughs> way too much time. so like being able to hang out with like harold's brother-in-law these other two dudes that yes we have that great uh, college connection but like harold said like you know we all you know we all have different paths in our lives some have started businesses families got married all that other stuff so it's like you know we we, we not that we've grown apart i think that's the worst part to say or uh, that's not that's definitely not what i'm trying to say but like it was a great opportunity to catch up um even under the influence of the uh yeah again heat and all the other stuff that is perfectly legal in Las Vegas. So, um, yeah, dude. So, and, my and like, God, man, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm gonna leave it as that. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, it was it was really Are great catching up with everybody. Meds or what? I a little bit, yes. I'm on antibiotics and something else forever. This you should have brought that stuff last weekend, <laughs> right? Just cut it up into little. Uh, never mind. Just stop talking about that. But um, yeah, dude, like great time. I mean, Top Golf was great. Um, Dennis, Dennis's uh description of it was pretty apt. <laughs> like uh, halfway through it, like or not even you're right. Like half an hour left, the waitress like, I was thinking like, oh, we 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 definitely hit that 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 threshold, right? And she's like nah you're still short like a, like half of it I'm like shoot are you kidding me like in retrospect i i, I realized i think we should have helped uh harold here and bought like rounds of drinks for the for the bays next to us and be like hey but then i just realized i think there's like a bunch of dudes in each side of us yeah like, that's not no, gonna fly those, those no one <laughs> we, we could have no hit up the three lonely sad uh women at the bar I thought about that too. I thought I was dreaming that, but yeah, that, that would have been great, dude. But that was too but much yeah. leopard print for me to buy a drink for because I know what happens <laughs> when there's leopard print. So 
yeah. and yeah, in 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 a in a suite with uh, five other dudes. Dude, I don't know how that how that would have worked out um, for you. You know what? I, I kind of want to. I kind of want to talk about. Um, like this is for for me. It's been a while since. Uh, obviously, we've done a dude's trip, but at the same time, in Vegas with these guys, it's been a long time. Like I didn't go to. I wasn't able to make it to. Uh, Lewis's son's birthday party it happened to be the same day. I know it was the same day as another event that I had to do. Um, but when we were all like, let's do what we kind of did when we were younger and visit downtown Las Vegas, I did not expect that many people to be at the Fremont experience at that time. And that was yeah, probably the most shocking the thing. <laughs> at one in the morning. First of all, uh, we just need to establish that literally right after Dennis left Vegas the last time, uh, Las Vegas reinstituted their indoors mask mandates. So for the first time in my life, I was gambling with a mask on, which felt kind of weird, but it was kind of comforting at the same time, knowing that everyone was taking the same precautions we were. But that mandate does not apparently go towards walking around in downtown Fremont because it was like a 1% chance that someone was wearing a mask over there um and yeah, you were the one people needed masks <laughs> yeah there was a lot of people <laughs> you know there saying? was a lot of hacking coughing sneezing and i was like so glad that i literally bought like a bunch of kn95s right before we went to vegas because i would have regretted it so badly but i mean uh the freak show that is the fremont experience uh and basically because we were, like Lewis said, exhausted and the giant screens, LED screens above the Fremont experience did not help me at all uh, being dehydrated and exhausted. But man, it was just a strange experience because I had remembered going there the last time I was there. And even then, it wasn't that crowded. So I don't know what happened during that time since everything's passed. Maybe everyone really needed to get out. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of people. I thought Dennis said that uh, they needed masks because they were ugly. But, that too. But, but yeah. There was a yes, uh, pandemic. Well, I'll I let the listeners decide that one. You're, you're putting words in my mouth now, Louis. I, I don't appreciate it. Sorry, dude. But, but you yeah. were thinking it. But I was thinking the same thing. I was on your wavelength on that one. I was like, ooh. Homegirl should stay at home. <laughs> actually, dude, it was great. Uh, speaking of the Fremont experience, like, I've actually never, I haven't been back there since I was, like, in Vegas with my parents, like, almost, you know, 10, 20 years ago, dude. So that was actually an, an experience in itself, just walking around with you guys, six 40-year-olds at one in the morning. Um, I think all of us got our second win because um, Harold was kind enough to call it a nap slap, dude. That was, like, a four-hour sleep. Like we could not hang with that heat and all that, uh, what we uh, all the food that we ate. So literally, two yeah, three quarters of that party said good night, and we woke up at midnight because Harold was uh, kind enough to call for like extra uh, <laughs> extra pillows or whatever. And the freaking maid was so loud. It's like open the door. It's like oh god, yes, okay, we're going, we're going. You know what's funny? So yeah, dude, is that none? No, for a, a lot of that time, no one understood why they all woke up at the same time. <laughs> everyone was confused they're like why did we all all of a sudden wake up at the same time i was like because well, there was a loud little filipino lady banging on the door saying here's your pillow you want blanket yeah i was like we didn't really need it obviously because it was like 130 degrees inside our room but um yeah i didn't get i didn't get the i really wish i had taken 
actual photos of the room because it was probably one of the most epic rooms I've ever stayed in in my life. I mean, it was the only room that attacked me. So, um... <laughs> I've, I've never seen Dennis get uh, stabbed by a deer before while mid-conversation because he didn't know where to turn. Yeah, there's so many antlers. So if there you're listeners... So many... Yeah, Ooh. listeners, if you if you've never been to the uh, to the Silverado, it is an experience for the uh, for that crowd, dude. If you if you like hunting and uh, fishing on weekends, this is the hotel for you. There are more antlers per capita than person than people in that casino, I think, dude. So, uh, last thing for me uh, is I, I find all of this is hilarious, but the the the, the most the, the funniest part of for this is that now we talked about this. This is an over forty trip. You know, we are you know, trying to reclaim our our glory days and everything. I love the fact that we, yes, we were able to get out, and yes, we were able to uh, go out to uh, to Fremont. Um, but back in the day, you know, not to divulge anything, now we would have gone to like certain places that we can't we couldn't talk about on this podcast. But I I gotta tell you, I can tell you what we did after Fremont. We ate again. Yeah. <laughs> We went to the cow, and uh, a bunch of a bunch of us had um, uh, oxtail, um, and then half of us went home to sleep afterwards. It was a it, it was a mighty night for 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 half of us, and the other half like was able to th- gamble. The thought of that came up briefly between me and my brother in law because uh, sometimes we go to those like long time ago we used to go to those places, and it just seems wrong in this pandemic. Like I was telling these guys, I don't want to talk to girls with a face shield on, not a face mask. I don't mind, but a face shield or in between plexiglass to um, throw money at them. I don't know. There's no other way to put that around. Sorry. <laughs> That's how you can't Venmo these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, Venmo everything. It, I'd, I'd love to have, I'd love to have just showed her the scanning code. Imagine, like, dude. <laughs> take this information down, but I mean, it's for what? Scanning I, properly. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I have no reception. Apparently, I cannot pay you. <laughs> like, uh, ma'am, do you have a square that I can swipe my card on? Or <laughs> that's not a card. Um, <laughs> like, I going into it, I knew that this was going to be interesting because a, besides me, everybody else is married, um, and you know. Everybody just doing their own thing and everything. And I know out of everybody there, I'm the one with a gambling problem. So I knew that if anything was going to go down, it was going to be me. So going into it, I already knew, A, we're not going to go clubbing because as much as we wanted to go to a place, the fact when we discussed saying six dudes 40 or older are about to go to a bar together and Lewis's wife started cracking up already. Um, that kind of deterred us <laughs> from wanting to do anything social like that. And having to go already into the pool and being like, this is the kind of pool party that we can roll to where there's no real music going on. We're not the, we're not the oldest people there. So that's got to be a bonus. Um, we were the darkest people there. So, <laughs> I mean, that kind of goes to show what the clientele of the Silverton is. But I already knew it, was, it wasn't going to be a, crazy party weekend but it was so much fun it's like it's weird how it's not weird it's just a generalization how the older we get our definition of having a good time changes i mean yeah we can still have a good time doing things the way we used to do things but our bodies apparently can't hang with that anymore 
uh, based on the fact that everyone needed a super long power nap and the fact that I was able to take photos of these guys and send them to my other friends and be like, if this was us, <laughs> but like good times. I, I really, I mean, the fact that we already had talked about it and set up our next uh, trip for each other going on. Um, if this is an annual thing that, you know, that uh, your your wives and your children are are willing to let you guys go on, you know, I'm all for it. So, and I'm glad that they were so willing. And I'm sorry again, Lewis, that your wife thought she was coming with us. Um, <laughs> but there is always time for the family trips. So we'll do those family trips. Okay. Well, um, if you are interested about our, uh, our Vegas trip, you can uh, contact us and we will gladly suggest you to uh, the places that where we ate really, really awkwardly in silence for some reason. And if you want to know why we were silent, you can always contact us and, and reach our only fanboys uh, page, which we will have out pretty soon. Um, I think we're going to moving. We're going to be moving on to our next topic, which is going to be our the meat and potatoes of it. Um, we have seen, you know, DC. It, it, it is a DC property, like right, Lou. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. so. We've seen DC uh, MCU um, succeed in a lot of uh, um, epic movies. Um, we've seen DCU, EU, whatever you want to call it, um, try to have epic movies. Um, but this time around, with the help of a, a familiar f- a face, James Gunn, uh, we have one of the newest um, sh- uh, movies coming from DC. And it is the, uh, sequ- I guess, sequel? Um, um, because there's some re- returning characters. Sequel to a, a lackluster, I would say, a movie called The Suic- Suicide Squad. Um, and we have um, the newest movie, The Suicide Squad. Is there even a title to it? Or just Suicide yeah. Squad? Yeah. The. the exactly. Ah. exactly what I was ah. The Suicide Squad. <laughs> ah. Clever. Okay. So, well uh, played, James Gunn. Lewis. You, okay. know, you know what's up? I think I'm ready. Uh, you have two minutes. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm I'm so confident now. We we're moving it. You have a minute and a half to recap. Oh, we're moving the we're moving the flight. The, the, we're the moving the slide. So <laughs> this is the uh, the epic uh, uh, epic um, sequence that we're doing. It's called Lose Views. Per 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 per. Okay. And so here we go, Lewis. You have a minute and a half to try to explain to us the Suicide Squad. Ready, set, go. The Suicide Squad, exclusive to HBO Max and in theaters this last weekend. It stars Idris Elba, John Cena, Margot Robbie, and an assortment of pretty decent A-list, an A-list, A-B-list um, actors and actresses who, if you have not seen the movie yet, get uh, profoundly massacred in the first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, the Suicide Squad is the story of Task Force X in the DC uh, co- comic book and movie universe i guess uh these are a bunch of ex or not even ex-cons convicts who are under the um the 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 leadership or auspices i guess of amanda waller who is i'm not even sure if she's a government which government agency she works for but i guess her job is to send these convicts off to uh death missions and you know if they succeed they have their um their, their convictions uh lessened or worst case scenario, they straight up die. So that's the pre- that's the premise of all the Suicide Squads, I guess. But in this case, we have the leader in Idris Elba um, introduced as not Deadshot, but as Bloodsport. Um, Margot Robbie returns as Harley Quinn. 
excuse me, John Cena is a peacemaker and uh, David Dalmachian Del- Del- as Polka Dot Man, my personal runaway favorite of this show. Uh, they go to a third world country, um, not quite Cuba. Uh, I can't remember the name of what they called it, but yeah. So they, Maltese. They, called Tomatis. Thank you so much. So uh, they are trying to, uh, on, uh, on the orders of Amanda Waller, they are supposed to uh, basically destroy the secret American project that has been under wraps in that country for the last few decades. Uh, turns out this secret project is the freaking uh, space conqueror, Starro, the conqueror from the uh, fr- from the comic books, um, you know, through many shenanigans, backstabbings, and uh, you know the the Suicide Squad realizing that America was actually the bad guy, um, you know, they 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 turn their backs on Amanda Waller. They save the day by destroying poor Starro the alien, and uh, I, I guess they are at the end of the movie. I guess uh, you know we have a few survivors of the suicide squad who get to walk away and go home um for to fight for another sequel i guess that's it that's it for the suicide squad that's lose views only on this podcast oh 31 lewis dang it Ooh. i shouldn't have okay <laughs> i mean it's two minutes 31 seconds oh dang oh. it Not even <laughs> <a minute 31. laughs> no, i guess we I guess we reset back to two minutes now. I, I got okay. excited because I, I really remembered everybody's name for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not even everybody, like the first like three actors. <laughs> so we we are reverting back to our two minutes. But good job, Lewis. Lose views. Burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr, burr. Good job. Um, so uh, real quick, um, uh, real quick. Uh, yes, no, uh, maybe so. Um, I know we're doing a review, but uh, initial thoughts of uh, suicide, the Suicide Squad. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I think it's pretty well known how much I hated the original Suicide Squad movie. Um, I've written articles. I bomb on it every time I get the opportunity to, mostly because it uh, reinforces the fact that uh, surviving a helicopter crash is increasingly possible. And every time someone crashes a helicopter, everybody's just fine, except for the pilots, apparently. Um, So in this particular one, Going into it, I already knew it was going to be different because of how they were going with it with just a much bigger cast and uh, James Gunn obviously being behind the helm here. And he has a better sense of humor and like kind of a uh, better connection, I guess, with characters uh, being allowed to be themselves. And this one for me, like right off the bat, this movie shows you exactly what it's all about. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm with it. Um, and for me, pretty much the first three quarters of the movie are fantastic. The last last quarter is just a little too, too. Um, it's too easy. Like uh, it, it's it, it really just, you know, forces its ending upon itself. But for the first parts of the movie, it's fantastic to me. And seeing I mean, obviously, spoiler alert for everybody else, if we didn't give that off the bat already, but the premise is or the preface is that when you're in task force X, the chances of you coming back to society are slim and none. And the fact in the first movie that pretty much everybody survived except for, you know, uh, uh, that one dude that turns into fire. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, everybody else pretty much made it out just fine. Nothing really, there was no real stakes. And this one, it's like, 
oh, people are going to die off the bat. And luckily for me, and fortunately, I mean, unfortunately, the very first person to go was the weasel character. But the part I was so happy about was you got Pete Davidson getting shot in the face like five minutes into the movie. Because that was the most satisfying movie death in a long time. Because everybody <laughs> wants to punch Pete Davidson in the face because he has the most punchable face God has ever created. And then to see him have his face blown off and his very first part of the movie, it was, uh, it was pretty satisfying. And then just to see like the interesting ways that everybody was offed was kind of very um, Final Destination-esque. And that was kind of the fun part about that. And then it's like you roll through the movie and you think, okay, uh, everybody's going to make it or whoever is here left is going to make it. If anything, they're just going to lose like one or two. And the fact that the second main or the third main character in the movie gets killed, you know, right at the almost very end of the movie. And he's pretty much the heart. He was the heart and soul of the very first movie. And you have him dying in the second one. It's like, oh, they're really serious about everything here. So it's like, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see where they go from here. Them really showing that the central character in all of the DCEU is Harley Quinn because she's the only person that's ever made it through all of these movies. Um, it's a bold strategy and it didn't work with having uh, Mystique be that character in the new X-Men movies. But from what they did in this movie, it totally redeemed her being in the last two movies. So if anything, if they had never made the original Suicide Squad and if they had never made uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie, um, this was the movie that would have made Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn a superstar because she is the best thing about this movie. And I will take those sequences that she is in and repeat them on reels for years to come because they are kind of the best thing that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, dude, I think that was the... This, uh, I kind of premise it with, when I did my lose you, but besides Pete Davidson being punchable on the uh, personally on the other side of that spectrum, um, Nathan Fillion has the face that I will love forever and anything that he's in, I will probably try to watch, which killed me when he died. And he was just I had no idea who he was playing in the movie. Um, you yeah, know, wait, wait, wait. Even, which one was Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion was TDK. The detachable kid. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So when when is Nathan Fillion ever gonna get a good break in any big movie? <laughs> Seriously, dude. It's like give him a chance, you guys. He just wants to play a superhero. <laughs> like I know technically he's been in the in the Marvel universe as like generic alien guy in Guardians, and maybe he can make a comeback in the DCEU. Because uh, technically, I guess TDK had like a half a mask on. Um, but yeah, the way he went out was just hilarious to me. Um, and obviously his offense was, if you've seen the movie, his offense is amazing. When his arms f- fly off and it just kind of flail. And it's like, it's like- people. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, yeah, dude, I think. Okay, so I, I think the problem, not, not, I can't even call it a problem. I really liked the movie too, dude. Like it was a really funny kind of James Gunnish movie. Um, uh, uh, H, help me out here because I've seen um, Slither. Slither was his other, uh, James Gunn's only other big movie, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, or well, he didn't make Super, right? The one with... Uh, with, with Rain Wilson? Yeah, with Rain Wilson or... I don't remember. I don't remember either, don't but... Remember. Um, you know, like this, this was basically, this was definitely, I mean, this is a casual way of thinking it, but like, this is definitely like Guardians 
of the galaxy through a freaking rated R filter because th- this is the kind of stuff that yeah I can imagine like the cursing the the the, the scenarios and all the the obscenities gore wise and everything else this is James Gunn like being let loose on 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 a on a you know on comic book properties that he uh, that maybe uh, was not ready for him but yeah I, I really really liked it a lot. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cast itself really solid. Um, it is amazing. Again, uh, like I said in Lose Views, um, I was impressed with how many people they got to play these little minute roles, and they're literally like swept off the screen in like the first fifteen minutes. Even um, was it? Uh, shoot, Captain Boomerang is Joel Kinnaman, or am I getting the? No, back that's uh, no Joel Kinnaman's Rick Flag. Oh, okay, my bad. My Courtney bad. Jake Jay Courtney. Yeah, Jai Jay, Courtney, Jay Courtney who was a, yeah, Jai Courtney who was one of the few survivors of the first uh, Suicide Squad dies from freaking uh, a, a big old splinter to the chest. But you know, uh, but yeah, so like really impressed that they were able to, to you know James Gunn was able to pull that off and get the okay to basically clean slate basically for this movie. So anyway, I liked it thoroughly. Um, yeah, then yeah, I liked it. Um, it took me a while to 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 uh, to like it. Because I actually like the first set of Suicide Squatters. Um, <laughs> I was I was sad that um, they were the the cannon fodder, basically. Um, like I, I really wanted to see what TD get like, not knowing not knowing that it was Nathan Fillion. I I was laughing at just how ridiculous like some of these uh, characters were. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, this is going to be interesting. And all of a sudden they get killed it, it was yeah. it was shocking to, to say the least and um it, it, um unlike unlike um uh, harold uh, um what is uh, what is that guy's name um from snl i actually wanted him to survive just to be like a big like middle finger to everybody uh, <laughs> imagine if he was the one guy that survived the whole thing um how angry you would have been and how okay. angry a lot of people would have been but um, I, I liked it. Um, the humor was spot on. Um, action sequences were, were, were amazing. Um, agreed with, um, with uh, Harold. Uh, the sequences where you have um, Harley Quinn, um, want to see it again, uh, just because of the choice of music. And just, you know, we, we were talking about um, uh, Gunpowder Milkshake uh, uh, last time where we, we said that, you know, there was opportunities for great action. This took advantage of it. Um, yes. You, know, you have a female protagonist um, and, you know, not, not that um, she, she's any better than anybody else, but I think the, the, the fight choreography, the way it was devised, I think worked way better than, uh, than, uh, than uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. So overall, I liked it. Um, let's see. Um, any standout moments for you um, uh, for for this uh, the Suicide Squad? I know we mentioned um, uh, um, uh, Rob, uh, um, um, Mar- Margot Robbie um, and her um, and, and her portrayal as Harley Quinn. Any anything else that uh, stood out for you guys? That um, one that just oh, go, go that, I'm sorry, just that one action sequence of the the Harley Quinn action sequence literally put all of gunpowder milkshake to shame in just five minutes because a combination with a uh, crappy Disney like animation in the background. And it was literally a scene from 300 with just Harley Quinn and just a gigolo playing in the background. 
And I was like, this, this is what movies are all about, dude. I was like, if a sequence of that much violence makes you smile, then there's got to be something done right. Because, I mean, even in the movie that was just all supposed to be all Harley Quinn, she never got a sequence as good as that. Yeah. And it was like them then literally having like the whole point of them all being there to try to break her out and then her just being right around the corner from them was, I mean, that's that's real comedy. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, but comedies can try really hard. But if you have a sequence where she kills about 40 people and then just pops up in a cabin, it's like, oh, my friends are across the street and they're about to break you out. And you're like, oh, I'm already good. We can get out of here. That's that's what movies are all about. Dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of have to agree. And not like for me, my favorite moment. Yes, it was the Margot Robbie portion of it, but it was the after uh, it was the after the fact one where you know the team was getting ready to get in already um yeah. you know, and then um all of a sudden um it turns out not needed but the other standout for me was uh, near the beginning where after we find out that the original suicide squad um the the first team at least died um and you see um uh you know the 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 um, oh crap i'm forgetting people's names right now um, uh, you, you're, you're seeing Bloodsport and what is his name? Peacemaker? Peacemaker, there you go. P- Bloodsport and Peacemaker trying to one-up each other was, uh, yeah, was, was yeah. really good to me. Um, it reminded me of The Rock um, and um, what's his name? In um, I, My mind's not working today. Jason Statham. Yeah, so th- thank you very much. Jason Statham. Um, just them one-upping each other. It was just hilarious. Um, anytime the Peacemaker was out there was really good, but that sequence in particular was amazing because, you know, here you were, you were like, kind of like, you know, um, a rooting for him. Okay. You know, the team's doing really good. And it turns out that they just killed all the good guys. (laughs) It's like, Oh, and then you see, uh, you see King shark at the very end, kind of like trying to hold it in. And then he kind of burps and kind of shows you that he just killed good people and yeah that, that to me the dark humor uh, really stood out really funny for me yeah i think um i agree on both of those i think uh dennis actually that was gonna be my one of my uh underratedly fa- uh, funny moments but i i think you're right dude like i think one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is yeah i guess i don't know if it's that if it's patented james gun humor per se but yeah there's the dark humor for me uh gets me um i already talked about how david elmachian's uh 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 shoot polka dot man of all people like got me like empathizing with the poor guy um <clears throat> you know his origin story how his mom was a star labs uh scientist and she experimented on all of his kids and now this poor guy's got like the psychosis of like he sees his mother everywhere it was like that's messed up and like you, you kind of feel for the dude and like how you know everything he does from that point on is basically like you know him trying to get over this and he's making friends and all that stuff but um so he, um, I guess one of my favorite moments is like just the, I think we talked about it already when we saw the trailers uh, from weeks ago. But the fact that they pulled off Starro, you know, like I, I shouldn't have doubted, I guess, uh, the fact that, you know, James Gunn pulled off Ego, the living planet uh, from from uh, on Guardians 2 and he, he pulled off freaking. Did he, well, he, you know, I, well, I like that. He, you know, he, he took a concept that could have been like weird. A talking planet, and yes, of course, you you, you get uh, uh, freaking uh, Russell to uh, Kurt Russell, Russell to play Russell him, uh, 
<laughs> the play is shooting guard. I'm just kidding. Uh, you get Kurt Russell to play in humanoid form. It, it, it helps. But, you know, the, the fact that Starro was like such a, a freaking scary sight was so amazing to me. And I loved how they pulled it off. And like in the comic books, I think, you know, we comic book readers, we've seen the Starro trope been done in like a, a couple of books already. So but the fact that like they made it like horrifying, the fact that like this thing is like this zombifies and takes people over and there's no surviving it. It's like it was very like it was great how they pulled it up uh so yeah uh starro one definitely one of my favorite characters at least for this one but um yeah so uh i'm I'm, that was one of my favorite parts Uh, that that one line that the guy that they starro made him say at the very end was dude so sad bro unnecessarily heartbreaking for me i was like what did he say he's like i was happy good yeah i was just happy staring at the stars i was like oh oh damn it american astronauts Um, one thing that I do have to mention again is um, John Cena as Peacemaker. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm so glad that they're they're making a um, or they, they they've made a um, a one off for him, from what I understand, because he, like I heard he finished recording something. Um, but the the fact that uh, you know he was uh, during the briefing where he interrupts everybody and he kind of reminds everybody that um, that it that it was a uh, that starfish was a um, was a slang for a butthole. Yeah, <laughs> it was just straight face. I was like, "Damn it!" Just <laughs> in in general, John Cena was the star of that movie. Yeah. Besides, besides Harley Quinn, I think, like everything that John Cena did in that movie was the best that anyone has ever done anything in anything. Like John, C- like Peacemaker walking around in his tidy whities with his wiener hanging out, basically. Um, <laughs> You know, him being so, like he said, what did he say? He's like uh, or the redneck version of Captain America that has no, uh, you know, whatever it takes for him to make peace, even if yeah. to kill everybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many women, children or <laughs> have to die. It was like, wow. See, that's the crazy part, too. You're right, then. Like, I think he was a, he, he was a freaking... Uh, it was his. Uh, it was I can't remember. I can't remember think of the term, but like his breakout role in a sense. Like so, yeah. in, in the first half, like we kind of almost think like he's goofy, funny, but at the same time, it's like okay, he's he's like almost lovable. But then again, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, and if you haven't seen the movie yet, I'm not sure why you're still listening to the pod. But um, you know, at that big penultimate moment in the finale, when he freaking stabs Sergeant uh, uh Rick Flag through the heart, which again. I, I got a question. James Gunn's decision to freaking zoom in and do that X-ray of his heart, literally getting stabbed. I'm like, oh come on, dude. Um, but yeah, the intensity of like John Cena being like ultra uber patriot uh, at that moment, like it all kind of made sense. Uh, it wasn't like a 180 like heel turn per se that he was a bad guy, but like he premised it the whole time. Like it was played for jokes when he said like I would kill, you know, like like Harold said like I'd kill women and children for to for peace, like. Dude said it like I will kill Rick Flag to keep the peace, and I mean his version of peace, of course, meaning that America stays on top, and you know the, this uh, the secret uh, alien uh, technology uh, stays under wraps. But at the same time, it's like yeah, it's there. I'm really curious too, actually, what they do in his show. Like I, I know, I think you know Dennis already talked about it. We already talked about it last week. How um, uh, Zolo, I can't remember his name. Thank you. Mary Duane is getting his own Blue Beetle show on HBO or CW or whichever 
uh, it's going to be on. Like, so, you know, John Cena is getting his own Peacemaker series as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they pull off. Like, are they going to try to do like a redemption story for him? Is he going to be, is he going to try to be like an anti-hero, like the Punisher? Uh, is he still going to be like the, the the tool for the American government? Is Amanda Waller going to send him on missions? Uh, it'll be interesting to see because it, it's what he did at the end of the movie is kind of hard to redeem yourself from. Like Rick Flag of all the people, like he was the most pure-hearted of all the the, the Suicide Squad, and see him die like viciously. It wasn't even like a gunshot wound, or he got you know blown up from far away, or got stomped by the starfish. He's like he was slowly stabbed to death. Um, so that's got to be you know whatever they do on uh, for for Peacemaker, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off. I also like what they did with the Rick Flag character, in that in the original Suicide Squad movie. He was the most unlikable hero that they had, mm-hmm. like even unintentionally or unintentionally, whatever they decided to do with him. And then to have him be like, oh, we can actually root for this guy. Like in the first one, it was like a all of his uh, dialogue was the most mechanical thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I'll never forget that. This is Katana. She's got my back. Do what? What was that? And then you have him be like, oh, like Harley's actually my friend. You know, we're actually they go out of their way in their mission to be like we're not even going for the mission right now. We're going to save her. Like it's not part of the mission, but we're going to do it anyways. And that was just, you know, a great redemption storyline for him. And then just like you said, it's just unfortunate that not unfortunate is bound to happen, but to have that character when it's finally at its peak and it's at its best for them to remove him. It's kind of sucks, but maybe it's all for the best. If, if anything, if it makes the peacemaker character more, or it is making the peacemaker character easy, easier to hate that you love them so much. Like how do they take those kind of feelings that you have of both? Like, I really love that character and now I hate that character. And now he's the main character of a TV show. Let's see where we go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see, um, you know, um, to wrap this up for at least for suicide squad, we are going to be doing our rating. And of course, Lewis, um, is the, um, the the one that kind of explains to everybody because we have such a convoluted um, review system. <laughs> so, Lewis, and I, I think we, we need to add Harold's adjustment to it where, um, you know, the, the word perfectly because, you know, he's he's an English mm-hmm. major, I guess. Um, so uh, what's, what's, our, uh, what's, what's our rating system for, for our audience that's listening? All right, so if it's your first time listening to us review anything, the uh, bottom of the barrel would be El Terrible, um, has to be said like that. And like uh, the, uh, the best of the best would be the Jeff Winger guarantee. So that means like this is something that we would recommend and uh, is the best of the best out there. Now, uh, like Dennis Premise, I guess we were adding the middle of the ground was supposed to be perfectly cromulent. But I guess at this point, perfectly cromulent is just above cromulent, which means it's OK. Uh, I think that's what we're going for with this one. Yes. Uh, so yeah there we go um if i may start i guess i'll go ahead and say um i wanted to love this uh i wanted to give this the jeff winger guarantee i can't quite put my finger on why i can't so i guess thank you thanks guys for adding that that fourth tier but i think this is a perfectly cromulent movie like this is above okay this is one of the better um dceu movies which unfortunately is not the same much but you know it's definitely up there um i think 
as a parent, a part of me is like I, I, that rated R threshold kind of like um, puts a little bit of a barrier for me. Like I can't go out of my way and tell every child and uh, all of my my friends, my kids, excuse me, my kids, friends and uh, like tell them, go see this right now. It's hilarious. It's great. You love it. Um, you know, uh, unlike Guardians, I think in retrospect, if we were doing the system back when Guardians first came out, that would have gotten the Jeff Winger guarantee because it was fun, lighthearted, funny as heck great action um and i think this one has a lot of those same things but not quite there so for me perfectly cromulent i'm gonna go next um i'm with lewis it's still not um jeff winger um i don't know if we'll uh, when we'll get a jeff winger <laughs> i know with you um but i'm i'm leaning towards perfectly cromulent i thoroughly enjoyed the movie uh surprisingly had heart um i was not expecting to care so about some of these characters um, you know, like Harold hated the original Suicide Squad, but you know, I I cared for Bloodsport because you know it's Will Smith. But um, <laughs> you know, I actually ended up caring for these characters, and to the point where you know I was actually heartbroken somewhat when Peacemaker did what he did because I was like, man, you know, I'm liking this guy, and you know, kudos to the. Um, to James Gunn and the writers, they knew how to kind of like weave that moment to to make sure that it was as devastating as you can. Because, like Harold said, if if uh, you know if he wasn't um, you know if 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 he wasn't that beloved um, at the beginning, that betrayal would not have made that much sense. And so, um, I think uh, considering that action sequence wise, it was great. Um, it, uh, it, 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 it gave me a lot of surprise moments. And at the same time, it made me care about some of these, you know, B-list characters. Um, I, I will give it a perfectly cromulent rating. Um, I'm teetering in between perfectly cromulent and the Jeff Winger guarantee on this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, mainly because I have seen this movie three times already and the movie's been out for a week. Um the reason I keep watching it is for those specific sequences because they are so damn good. Like you can't have sequences that good in a movie that is only perfectly criminal to me. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> like I said before, yeah, the, I think I don't like, I not don't like, but it's not as good. The very ending of the movie, uh, just because it's a little too convenient is too easy. Like, uh, Usually the final boss is supposed to be some kind of difficult, but the fact that I think Peacemaker was better as a final boss than Starro the Conqueror was, but having much, that much fun with the property where every time there was a title change, it was probably the most exciting title changes God has ever put oh, on. Oh, yeah, dude. To say like, about, yes, yes, yes. Um, having Taika Watiti as a random at first seemingly important unimportant character and then kind of having him be like oh i'm the heart and soul of this movie because every rat has its a uh, you know every rat has every every life has a value apparently and that's the lesson that we all learn from his sleepy daughter um who we didn't talk about at all because it, should, it seems like she should be a main character but they didn't really push her as a main character so it's kind of confusing that technically she is the one and she is the reason why they are able to defeat starro Mm-hmm. because she has the least uh, likable power of all time because I got creeped out right away as soon as I saw the first couple rats come in. Uh, I wanted to turn away from the screen. But 
you know what? I'm gonna go. I for them for me like with how much fun this movie is and how much, uh, like being able to see, kind of what James Gunn would be able to do with a rated R Guardians movie because that's pretty much what he's doing in this. I'm gonna give it my winger guarantee. Um, I guarantee you're gonna hate some scenes, but I guarantee you're gonna love a lot more scenes that you're gonna hate. And I never really hated anything. It's just like just it just seemed. forced and rushed like the ending and everything uh just for them to be like having an actual um meaning to their whole uh mission like it was super forced on it was like oh i thought that was already established but maybe that was just me already and uh but everything else action sequences the humor was extremely like pretty much spot on maybe the funniest you know maybe the funniest superhero movie since thor ragnarok probably the only two movies that would qualify for uh, being a comedy and an action comic book hero at the same time. Um, but yeah, if the Bloodsport character was a little stronger, um, maybe if they had made him Deadshot and just been like, screw it, yeah. now he's Deadshot and then I'll uh, just pretend he's a different face. Um, but yeah, I would definitely guarantee, I would uh, recommend this movie to a lot of people, especially anybody who's into action comedies. This is kind of your, it's more action comedy than it is a superhero comic book movie. Um, so if you're looking for, but if you're looking for ridiculous comic book heroes, then this is the movie for you too as well. So, wow, there you go. First winger guarantee that we've had. Yeah, dude. Since, uh, the inception of our uh, our system. So uh, actually, good I gave one to uh, Black Widow when oh, did you? when, oh, when I wasn't, wasn't there. I guess I wasn't paying attention to you. He doesn't listen to our <laughs> own episodes when he's not on them. Gotcha. There you go. Well, um, we were supposed to be doing um, another one, but I think we are out of time. Unfortunately, we are running it a little bit long, um, and you know some of us have to uh, work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> well, that's it for us today. I hope you we see you, um, and if you do see us, um, give us the uh, the secret handshake, and we'll give you the prize <laughs> that we've been talking about. Um, you know who you know who you are, and you know what it is. So up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, ba. <laughs> If you want to do yeah, a stump chart somewhere there, it'll be perfect. Uh, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. Um, as usual, if you like this type of humor, which I hope you do, um, you can take a look at or check out the two, the two fanboys, one casual, podbean.com for all of our old episodes. And of course, we also have on Facebook. Find us, uh, plug in the search bar, uh, two fanboys and a filthy casual. Add our uh, group page, or I'm sorry, our uh, main page. Every time the podcast goes live, you'll be finding uh, notifications there. Not to mention our very active and very fun uh, Facebook group. A lot of like-minded nerds, geeks, uh, fanboys and fangirls who love talking about the same things that uh, we talk about here on the podcast. And then on Instagram and Twitter at two fanboys one casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find a regular podcast, we're there as well. On Twitch, you can find us at Casual Fanboy Gaming. I game almost every day playing Call of Duty and other silly games. And then usually at the very end of the week, or hopefully sometime this week, we end up doing our Twitch together so we can uh, interact with our fans. Yeah, you you can see uh, uh, me playing with the uh, most expensive Roblox machine. Um, that's it. That's it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, you enjoyed our episode. This is Two Fanboys in the Filthy Casual. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Uh, quick shout out. Uh, thank you, Jay, for not killing us while we drove. Oh, although. Yeah. <laughs>
Amen. Even though the squid tried to get him. Oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> even, even though that pussy in your throat almost got you. Finally, you got a pussy.